Welcome to Heart of Worship Church Podcast. For more podcasts, sermon videos, daily devotions, great new worship music, and more, be sure to download our app by searching Heart of Worship Church in the App Store or Google Play, or visit us online at heartofworshipchurch.com. Let's go to John 3. I'm going to do a simple message this morning, an important message. I want to say this, and most of y'all know this, but I want to say it. When I do altar calls, my main purpose of an altar call is to lead people to Christ, to salvation. And I know 99% of the people here know the Lord, but I still do an altar call every Sunday. But in my altar calls, I'm also doing, even though I may not say it, I'm doing a call for y'all that's already saved, that might be going through a situation with God and you want to put your burdens on the altar. That's what it's for. So it's not just for the lost. It's for everybody. Uh, it's not just a salvation altar call that we're doing. It's for people that just are having burdens, having problems, maybe having sickness in the family and they want to give it to God. It's for that too. So when we do altar calls, it's for everybody that feels they need to come up and talk to the good Lord. You're not talking to me, you're talking to him. I'm just agreeing with you. Amen? Amen. With that said, let's go to John 3. Real simple message. John 3. This was my mama's favorite message. Sermon. Chapter 3. Verse 1. My mama, she wasn't a Bible scholar. She knew the Bible to some degree. Because she kind of like us, she just asked my daddy, because my daddy was the Bible scholar. And it actually made us lazy, him being the Bible scholar, because even I didn't go look up stuff. I just asked him, and he told me where it was, and, what, and then I could go to it. But when he died, I realized we were wrong for that, because I had to start learning a lot more stuff on my own. Getting back to my mama, and I'm, I'm giving this to y'all. You may be a young Christian, and you may not know the Bible in its depth, uh, or I don't think, but if you learn this one chapter, you can lead people to Christ. And my mama was in the hospital dying with a tumor. It was at the St. Cabrini, so they had nuns. The nun came in there to talk to her and pray with her. And my mama started quoting this chapter to her, and me being ignorant on the Catholic Church and the way they, they believe and what have you, I said, Mama, she's a nun. She knows. She understands true salvation. My mama said, I was raised Catholic. They do not understand true salvation. But what I found strange and, and moved me was the nun came to her, to her service, to her wake. And I said, well, I said, maybe she heard or listened to something. But now, wiser, 13, 14 years later, later, spend a lot of time in the Bible, understand more doctrines. And we all know this verse is Nicodemus, who was a Pharisee, who came to Christ. Now, we're going to get into this part, but I want to tell you all. I've done a search on Nicodemus, and the question was, was Nicodemus truly saved? Well, if you research the Scriptures, he paid major money for Christ's funeral. He brought, he, he brought major spices, paid for major spices, expensive spices is what I'm saying. And through the Bible, you see things he's done that leads us to believe because of this conversation with Christ, he accepted Christ as the Savior. It says, there was a man of the Pharisees named Nicodemus, the ruler of the Jews. The same came to Jesus by night and said unto, unto him, Rabbi, 
we know that thou art a teacher come from God, for no man can do the miracles that thou doest except God be with him. So the rulers, the Pharisees, we understand the Pharisees and what they was about. They were the rulers. They were the church rulers of that time. And Nicodemus being a Pharisee and he understood there was something more to this Christ than that meets the eye because of the miracles. That's the importance of miracles in churches. That's why we pray for miracles. It's a sad thing that a lot of churches does not believe in miracles. That's sad. You know, if, if you, you go to a church that the pastor says, we don't believe in modern day miracles, you don't have no hope for your prayers to be answered because they don't believe in miracles. They say that's just for the old time, the Old Testament. There's a problem there. There's a disconnect with God in that pastor. But anyway, Nicodemus understood there was something special about Jesus and that he understood because of the things he performed and the, the dead being risen and the blind seeing, seeing again and one thing and another, there was something of God with Jesus. And notice he came by night. Why did he come by night? He didn't want, he didn't want his Pharisee buddies to pick at him and say, oh, you're crazy. You fool, you you join the other camp. So he come by night because he didn't want them to see. Jesus answered and said unto him, Verily, verily, I say unto you, unto thee, except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Crucial. A person, a woman, it says man, but we know it means people. A person has to be born again. Well, Nicodemus being an educated man, this was a new teaching to him. He didn't understand it. And it's hard to make people understand this because you still have people that have in this frame of mind. At this time, God was an intellectual type thing. It was educational type thing. The Spirit did work in certain patriarchs and certain people but And it's hard for us to understand a world without the Holy Spirit running rampant. The Spirit is turned loose and running rampant now, so we were raised in a, in a world where the Spirit... But at this time, the Spirit wasn't. That's why they went to the Holy of Holies, because the Spirit was in the Holy of Holies, in that tent, in that tabernacle, where the, the, the covenant was. That's where the Spirit was, and... And the priest had to go in there to feel the Holy Spirit. What we feel every Sunday when we come to church or when we get on our knees and pray and talk to God, people didn't have that experience. It was more of an intellectual type thing, an educational type thing. And, and it's hard to understand or even explain it if, if you weren't there. But the Bible is clear. It wasn't until the day of Pentecost. Christ had to be crucified the Bible tells us the curtain was rent. That curtain was a camel curtain, camel skin, so it was thick. But when Christ was crucified and the lightning and the earthquake took place, the tent was the Holy of Holies was rent, which was an example or a sign that the Holy Spirit is open to everybody now. It's not just for the high priests. Not just a certain chosen people can go into around the Holy. But through Christ and the price He was going to pay on the cross, we would all have access to the Holy of Holies. 
That's why we teach, and the Bible tells us that when we accept Christ as our Savior uh, and we become filled with the Holy Spirit, we, the Bible tells us, become priests. Every one of us become priests. Because you have to be in a priest category to go in the presence of God. So we all become priests. Christ becomes our holy priest, our high priest, the Bible calls. He becomes the high priest. No longer a man's going to be a a holy priest to us anymore. We spread that in our Sunday school. The Bible tells us, call no man father because he's only one father in heaven. We're not even to call men rabbis or masters or nothing because Christ is the master now. But Nicodemus said unto him, because Nicodemus didn't understand nothing, Nicodemus said unto him, how can a man be born when he is old? Can he enter a second time into his mother's womb and be born again? You see, it was mind-boggling even uh, to, to Nicodemus, even though he was a, a scholar of the Old Testament, he was a teacher, he would be, a, I guess, a professor, what we would call today, as this teaching was so new, they didn't understand. They didn't understand that Christ had come to start a new thing. No longer under the priest of the Levite, but under the priesthood of the Melchizedek. Different thing. He was changing it all. God was changing the whole program. Everything was led up to this. God put, put Moses and put the Ten Commandments, Thou shalt not do this, and Thou shalt not do this. Thou shalt not cover thy neighbor's wife. So it was to start an education in the human race, mainly the Jewish people, because they were chosen to be the priesthood family and in the, through the Levites and what have you. So an education started, still intellectual way of thinking. Didn't start understanding the spiritual side till Christ was crucified. The day of Pentecost took place. The Holy Spirit was turned loose into the world, and the, the Holy Spirit should, could start dealing with people. So Nicodemus had no understanding how man could be born twice. Jesus said, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, except a man be born of water and of the Spirit. Now I want you to get this, of the Spirit. Except a man be born of water and of the Spirit. First let's look at water. I'm going to give you two teachings on the water. And I'm a preacher that's going to tell you to research scriptures and let your relationship with God detect how you believe. One teaching is the water is through the mother's womb. Another teaching is through the water baptism. It makes me no difference really how you believe as long as you believe in Christ and being born of the Spirit. And I do encourage that everybody gets baptized, submerged in water because the scriptures does lead us that way. But anyway... Now, this is red letters, and I guess I should have said that. This is Christ's teaching. It says, Verily, verily, I say unto to thee, except a man be born of water and of the Spirit, he cannot enter into the kingdom of God. And this is where a lot of denominations miss it. They think the baptism is all that's required. He's got to be born of spirit, not just a water baptism. This is why we do not do infant baptism. We do infant dedications. If a parent wants to do a dedication. Because for a person to be baptized in water, they have to understand what they're doing. Because when they're kids, they're innocent. 
They don't know right from wrong. It says, that which is born of the, of the flesh is flesh. And this is why some people says it's talking about the mother's womb, being born through the mother's womb. But we're not going to get there, but I'm going to tell you, if you jump down, not now, during the week, jump down to verse 22, it starts talking about the water baptism. So that's why I'm telling you, read the Scriptures for yourself and, and, and let the Holy Spirit lead you. It says, that which is born of, of, the, of the flesh is flesh, and that which is born of the Spirit is spirit. When a person makes up their mind and they understand God's calling me, I feel a tug, or you feel that Holy Spirit talking to you, I feel I need to, to get right. And, and I know most of us here understand what I'm saying. At that moment, when you make a conscious decision, I'm going to surrender my life to God, and you repent to God, not to me, but to God, God, forgive me. I am a sinner. I acknowledge, and I'm just, because the sinner's prayer could be any kind of way that fits your heart, but I acknowledge that your son is the Savior. And that's a repentance prayer, and at that time, it may not seem like it, but if you're truly, truly being what you're doing, a spiritual birth takes place. A new knowledge comes into your life. A new understanding of God comes A new purpose of life. Every one of y'all, before you knew Christ, you was just, were just going to work, doing the things we normally do, things we like to do, fishing, hunting, whatever it may be, playing ball. But when you went through this experience and God came into your life, first thing you felt was a new hunger. You had a hunger for the Holy Spirit. You had a hunger for knowledge. And you started asking questions. You started reading your Bible. And, uh, you may not have been here. It may have been many years ago, but whoever the pastor was, you started asking him questions because you had a hunger. There's a hunger starts in, in the person because you've been reborn. That's what the reborn, the Bible in other scriptures says that uh Old things are passed away. All things become new. The old, the old uh, man's died. New creature in Christ. I was talking to an individual, and, and this is why I made the statement on the intellectual. I've been dealing with this individual for years. But he has an intellectual understanding of God and not a spiritual understanding of God. And they're having problems with one of their children with drugs. And it's a new thing to them. So he started researching about drug addiction. He comes to the conclusion that drug addiction is a sickness in the mind. I said, wait, let me, it's not a sickness like cancer. Understand that. I told him. Cancer is a disease. Drug, drug addiction is not a disease. It's self-inflicted. And I gave him this example. I said, when, when you become a Christian in Christ, doesn't the Bible say you become a new creature in Christ? And I used me for an example. I said, before I was surrendered all, because I've always knew about God, but I was always in rebellion. But before I surrendered to God, my hair was long. I had a beard. I was kind of wild looking. I acted wild looking. I liked to go out and party like to do those life things. But once I surrendered, totally surrendered, 
My desires changed. The old Glenn was buried. The old man was buried with Christ. And I became a new creature in Christ. I said, that's a spiritual thing. I said, now take the drug addict. Especially nowadays, you got these before and after pictures. You can see that they changed characters, the way they look, their, you know, their appearance. Everything changes about them because they are under the influence of sin. It's a spiritual thing. Just like I became a new creature in Christ, they became a new creature but in sin. Just like I changed my old habits, they picked up new habits. So the wrong habits. Trying to get them to see that it's a spiritual thing. It's not what they teach today that it's a disease. Alcoholism is not a disease that like cancer. Drug addiction is not a disease like chicken pox. There is a disease, but it's called sin. And we need to keep that in mind and understand because that's intellectual, educated, and I'm not saying nothing bad, but I'm just making you try to understand. That's intellectual, educated scientists, people that have all kind of education in, in science but don't understand nothing about God and the spiritual side of God. It says, uh, Jesus said, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, except a man be born of water and of the Spirit, he cannot enter into the kingdom of God. That which is born of the of flesh is flesh, and that which is born of the Spirit is spirit. Marvel not that I say unto thee, you must be born again. He's telling them, don't freak out over what I'm telling you. Don't have a brain hemorrhage because I'm telling you, you've got to be born again. Understand, we're living in a time period of great education. Everybody's educated nowadays with the computer. I say that everybody's a, a, a professor now. All you got to do is get on the computer and yoga it or whatever you call it. <laughs> Google it. <laughs> Everybody, everybody's smart now. You can get on the computer and watch a YouTube video and become a mechanic. You know, if you watch it enough, I mean, I'm not going to suggest you get on there and watch a brain surgery and try to do brain, brain surgery. <laughs> I'm not going to go to that depth. But what I'm saying is, back then at this time period, always, like I said, when you read these scriptures, go back to the mindset of these people, and you've got to think the way they thought, because they really didn't know things like, like we know them today. Now, marvel not that I say unto you, you must be born again. And this is why I'm saying what I was saying about all the brain surgery. The wind blow it where it lists, and thou hearest the sounds thereof, but can't, cannot tell whence it comes and whether it goes. But what it's telling us here is that we feel the wind in our, in our face, and in reality, in that time period, they didn't know where the wind was coming from. But we know weather now, we know patterns, but the thing is still the same. We see the Holy Spirit in His invisible ways today. The miracle of a child being born is still a miracle. It was a miracle then and it's still a miracle today. The blind receiving sight was a miracle then and it's still a miracle today. Dan and him was in a service a couple of weeks ago. He told me they witnessed an arm, a leg growing back. Miracles still take place. Miracles still happen. 
And Jesus answered and said unto him, Art thou a master of Israel, and knowest not these things? Verily, verily, I say unto, unto thee, We speak that we do know, and testify, and we have seen, and ye receive not our witness. He's telling him basically, You are a leader. You are the most highly educated of the bunch. You've seen the miracles. You've seen the dead be raised. You've seen the eyesight come back. You've seen miracle after miracle, but you're still in doubt. And I'm going to close right here. i got to read this. This is my mama's favorite. John 3.16 For God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son that whosoever believeth in Him should not perish but have everlasting life. Amen? You don't think I have heard my mama say that? I've heard her say it more than one time. For God so loved the world. For God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son. And the word I want you to underline, whosoever. Whosoever. I preached at St. Mary here a while back. And I use that scripture. And I say, you know, I can't help but think about some of my ancestors when they read that. What they thought. Whosoever is who. Everybody. No matter who you are. You accept Christ as your Savior. And you repent of your sins. It doesn't matter your nationality. It doesn't matter how intelligent you are or unintelligent like me. God still going to accept you. Thank you for listening to Heart of Worship Church podcast. For more podcasts, sermon videos, daily devotions, great new worship music, and more, Be sure to download our app by searching Heart of Worship Church in the App Store or Google Play or visit us online at heartofworshipchurch.com.